You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up, everybody? It's your man, Ike Jones. I am here once again, Amen Corner podcast with Kenny B, Paul Meharry. My guys are in here as always. Can I get an amen? Amen. I love how y'all have you know turned this into the uh, the Amen Corner choir on this thing, man. This is the Amen Corner Podcast, a collection of SEC football fans from different SEC teams coming together to talk ball once a week. Powered by the War Report. Represent Georgia, Paul Meharry. Representing Florida, Kenny B. And representing Auburn, Ike Jones. You are now listening to a lot of wild stuff going on. I, it's not new, not new stuff, right? Like this has been happening forever as far as college athletes getting into trouble, doing crazy stuff. But I feel, and we're, we're welcome to have this conversation. A lot of this is going to be exacerbated. And yes, I did use a Stephen A. Smith word right there, exacerbated by the amount of money these young men now have in their pockets just getting into a bunch of trouble, man. And we're going to have a discussion about some of this stuff. Um, first and foremost, before we get into all of that, Kenny B, man, how you feeling tonight, man? You doing all right? Man, I'm good. I'm good. You know, nursing a little injury from football. Oh, but, you man. know. Hold on, cuz. I ain't old, even know old, that, man. What happened, bro? You're not finna just man, rush past no, your hand you know. in the club situation, man. Come on, bro. You know, man, playing in, playing in that old line, you know, it gets dirty in them trenches. And uh, we had a scrimmage last week. And uh, yeah, man, was going taking the dude head off. The the block was clean. I mean, both feet in the air. Mm. But of course, I hit my thumb. I thought it was jammed. It's not jammed. It's not broken. They think it may be potential nerve or ligament thing. Oh. Trying, they got this in here just to see. Um, so it's mostly just like you know, be a man and suck it up or sit out. Just it's nothing you can really do about it right now. Man, Kenny, so, Kenny, yeah, are, are, are you are you one of those guys that that people are gonna have to have the injury conversation about, man? Because you didn't hurt your leg or what was was your knee your your My ankle ankle you hurt yeah. your ankle yeah. now you didn't hurt your thumb. It, Kenny, man, come on, man. Look, it's a, it's a running joke, especially on the team now. Because <sighs> every time we've played, I've gotten hurt every time. <sighs> so season starts Saturday. I will have this thing. It's a soft, it's like a half soft cast thing. Mm. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap that thing up a little you bit more. You ain't even started the season yet, bro? Right, these preseasons, man. We wanted, we shouldn't have even played that last one because it was a bunch of players that were like kind of nursing, a little nagging stuff. And mm. uh, the coach was like, we just got to get this one more in. So a lot of us didn't really want to play. And a lot of people wound up really getting hurt. Like we had guys tear ACL. Yikes. Guys missed up, broke a rib. I hurt my finger. Like a lot of guys got what's hurt. The average, what's the average age of guys that are playing in this league, man? Man, honestly, it's a range. Like we got a kid uh, a year removed from high school. Um, and then we got a guy who's easily, easily 50-something. Easily. Yeah, if he talked about him last time, right? Yeah. If he, yes. Every in practice a couple of days ago, I just was just like kind of push, you know, just give a little push. He fell. Every time in the game, he falls. He he needs help getting up. Oh, no. You know, just, his eye, man, it's <laughs> what position does he play? Plays on the line, bro. That's not, that's not good, man. It's, it's not. But, you know, when you still got the itch, you gotta scratch it. So why? You know, why? How is how is it like an eighteen year old kid not like why is why is that kid not playing community college ball somewhere? You know why why is he not in the state of Mississippi over there at one of the eight hundred and thirty two community colleges? Uh, skill well, some of them skill level, but this kid is actually pretty good. But some people just don't have the grades. Some people don't have the drive. They just like football. They care about it, but they don't have that you know that that drive that you need to really play next level football on any level. You know, you can come to practice once a week, you know, playing a game on Saturday, you know, talk some trash. You know what I'm saying? That's what I have, I for. have a feeling. I have this sneaking suspicion that 85% of the guys that play in this league are the guys that talk the absolute most trash about college and NFL players on their social media. They probably are uh-huh, the ones 100%. That, that, like, they know all <laughs> now, the... All the technique calls, and they're like, "Oh yeah, man, they're running a, a split zone concept right there." And 
this dude right here is supposed to be, you know, da da da, and then but they can't play for real. It's a you imagine the coaches, man. You be like, I'm like, yo, chill out, sir. <laughs> you're <laughs> relax. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about because you coach seven year olds. Like it's um. But oh, that's there a good are question some... though. Where do y'all get the coaches from? Like where where are these guys from? They're... Like were they former like high school coaches and they're violent. So there it would be a guy that's like you know just looking to, to coach. So. You know, you just hit up whoever's the owner of the team and, you know, whatever their interview process is. Some guys probably don't really go through a lot of interviews. Some some teams, like our team owners, like real serious. So our coaches have like coached on like high school level and things like that for the most part, played and things. Um, you got young but, Belichick patrolling the sidelines and the cutoffs. Yeah, our defensive coordinator is nuts. Like he's nuts. Oh, None, okay. Nothing he says makes sense. <laughs> and I, when I'm in, I'm in practice, I'm like, what gap do you want? He's like, just blow that shit up. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I, mean, I get that. But like, where do you want me to go so we don't look stupid? Yo, Just blow that shit up. Go All through right, that. Uh, go through. Go through that. Uh, <laughs> that nine gap on. He don't even give me a gap. He say just blow that shit up. Yo. So, so y'all don't. Well, I mean, y'all don't have like a scheme you're in. Like, what, what kind of y'all? What, what, what friend are you in? I, he is a hybrid. It's all over the place, bro. Like he, our offensive, our offensive coordinator. He legit could probably coach. High varsity. What, what's what's, D2. The, what's the offensive scheme situation? Which y'all doing? Um, he's a spread. He's a hurry up spread. Um, tempo. Uh, so is it all RPO where it's like run like literal like half run with of the pass it, tag half, yeah. or is it like half yeah. of his RPO? Yeah. Then the other half is a lot of uh, mirror concepts. You know, okay. left side, right side. Break it down for the quarterback. He's good. So our okay. OC is good, but our <laughs> defense coordinator, he's good. He's just. Nuts, Crazy. like he's yeah, absolutely okay. nuts. All right, yeah, man. man, I'm still waiting. You got? Did you get your your camera situation together for these games, bro? I did. So I finally found a way that I can get it taped, and it blends in with the face mask, so I won't get caught. Because I have a, uh, you saw the visor. I have the visor, yeah. and it looks like it's all one piece. So I will have it on Saturday. Okay, we were looking for this footage, Paul. Man, how you feeling, man? We talked about Kenny and his amateur slash professional slash. Uh, injury-prone uh, football career that he's got going on here, but how you feeling, man? Man, I'm I'm busy, man. Busy with uh, our our company. We're uh, yeah. we're growing. We're looking at a new office space on Saturday, so a lot, lot going on oh. over here on the home front, man. So I well, like man. it, man. First, I like it. Birthday coming, yeah, No, no football injuries or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, you ain't got to worry about yeah, me getting no injuries. I gave up everything that was remotely athletic about my life like five years ago, bro. My knees just were like, hey, 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 let me holler you real quick. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're done. Okay. It keeps me young. It, you know, it keeps me young. Get a little pent up frustration, you know. Just nah, give me yeah. a smack of grown man upside his head. You know, you got to love it. I ain't mad at it, man. I'm just not doing it. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, enough of that, man. So, some serious conversation about uh, the state of collegiate athletics. We've talked a lot about NIL and 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 its potential pitfalls right out here with what it's doing for recruiting and and roster management and all that. But let's talk about the other side of what it could what could potentially be happening with some of these young men. Um, there has been of recent, and again, it's not new that college athletes get into trouble, but there have been of recent a lot of stories surfacing. We'll start the conversation with uh, probably the most public and crazy one, which is the University of Alabama basketball team. A young woman was shot and killed on the strip of uh, down there in Tuscaloosa by a friend of a teammate uh, uh, on the basketball team, right? So a friend of one of the players. Um, used his weapon to shoot and kill a young lady down there. So first and foremost, condolences to that family. I'm sure they're still dealing with a lot of things. The, the trial's happening right now. A lot of the details are surfacing. Um, before we get into the athletes themselves, one thing I want to say about this situation, and I'm going to let you go off on this a little bit, Paul, because I feel like you have something that you want to say. Uh, I don't know how much you're abreast of the details on it, Kenny, but I think the most disappointing thing for me in this entire thing has been the reaction of the administration from the University of Tuscaloosa and how they've handled this. I think that they have done a poor job of managing this situation and 
I just don't really know what to say about you, you mentioned it before we got on, like the Nate Oates comments about uh the players being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It just it felt very tone deaf. It was just like, what are, what are we what are we actually doing right now when it comes to how we're protecting these athletes from themselves sometimes? But I I'll, I'll let you speak on how, how what are your thoughts on the whole situation there, uh Paul? Well, I think I think in general, right? So I watched that uh Alabama South Carolina game last night, I fell asleep uh somewhere in the second half before they went overtime and all that, but uh I think Brandon Miller finished with 41, if I'm not mistaken. 41 points. Yeah. He went off. I mean, he's a dog. Game. He's yeah. a dog. I mean, he looks like KD out there, how KD looked his freshman year at Texas. Yeah. Um, but sometimes there's bigger, you know, how we always hear the there's bigger things in football, because mm-hmm. we're mainly talking about football here. There's bigger things in basketball. There's bigger things. It's, it's life, you know? Yeah. And, man, it's tough because as the details emerge and the details come out that, you know, he brought him the gun. Mm-hmm. And then he gave it to his teammate who then gave it to his friend and somebody ended up murdered. You know, it's, it's like, how is this guy still playing basketball? And then last night on the first half and the second half, they had a graphic up basically saying like, yes, he brought him the gun. This is what happened. Like a a timeline of events. Right. Mm -hmm. And the last event, you know, just recently happened with us finding out about the, the text messages and him saying, you know, there's one in the head and stuff like that. So, like, you know, it's ready so, to go. Let, so, here's some clarity around the situation. So, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if you if you watch sports at all, how you don't know about this story. But, so, again, I started talking about it. Um, Darius Miles is the, uh, the owner of the weapon, right? Brandon Miller is the young man who drove the vehicle. Apparently, game happened earlier that night. Bama and players are out celebrating the victory in that game and Brandon Miller, who is the star player who we're just talking about score 41 in the game was driving uh, Darius miles. The owner of the weapon was in the vehicle with his weapon. Brandon Miller leaves, doesn't want to stay at the, wherever they're partying at right out on the strip. Um, Darius miles and a friend of his get into an altercation and Darius texts Brandon to say, Hey, I need my joint, which is referring to the weapon that he left in uh, Brandon Miller's backseat. When Brandon Miller gets back up there, Darius goes and retrieves the gun, hands it off to the other guy. The other man pr- proceeds to get back into this altercation. Young lady, again, gets shot in that whole situation. The The text message or the, the messages that talked about there's one in the head. Apparently, that was Darius Miles saying that, letting the other gentleman know, hey, I'm handing you a weapon that's loaded, is ready to go. So Brandon Miller... But didn't Brandon Miller get two gunshots into his windshield? He did. He was present when the shots happened, right? The the altercation that led to the young lady losing her life, that happened like right by his vehicle. Now, the the guy that he was in altercation with, not, <laughs> excuse me, not Brandon Miller, but the friend of Darius, mm-hmm. what, did he have a gun as well? No, no. So the only bullets that were shot that night were from the gun that Brandon Miller brought? No, the other guy, so the guy who, so... The young lady who was shot, her boyfriend, baby mom, whatever, was there, and he returned fire. Okay, so, so he were, did have a gun. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. saying. There was, there was a second gun. Yeah, so there was a second gun, but it, it was just from the Bama perspective, it was only the one weapon that was there right. because of Darius Miles and Brandon Miller bringing it to that scene. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's It's a crazy situation, but I think for me— Again, I just don't like the way that it was handled from the university perspective because if there was, and and the guy who's to me, Brandon Miller is his name is getting out there a lot. The guy who's escaping all scrutiny on this is Jaden Bradley. I haven't even mentioned right. his name in this situation. Bradley is the other teammate that's on the team who apparently was on the scene as well and was actually out of the vehicle with Darius Miles and the other friend who is not on the team. Um in the middle of the confrontation. And so I'm just like, why is nobody talking about this young man? And why why is he still playing? Because ain't nobody said nothing about him. And He's I just don't I don't understand. Him. Probably. Uh it's it's crazy, man. It's a very crazy situation. But again, I think the problem that I have is the way that the university is being very casual about how they're handling it. Basically, they're like, well, he didn't do anything illegal, so no harm, no foul keep playing ball. And I'm just like, I don't know if that's the right way to deal with this situation because 
and, and I had this conversation with some of the guys on the war report, if that was my son who ended up in that scenario, we're not having a, uh, we, we're definitely having a come to Jesus meeting about who you're associating with. And there's got to be some repercussions of, hey, if you don't know how to be down there on that campus and not having people in your car do it, we can just take the car back, right? Like I can, I can come get the vehicle, right? Because I doubt, you know, I mean, he's on, and I it was see that there, therein lies another problem. The, yeah, he might have the money to buy his own car, yep. right? Or somebody might have gave that through him. So All I, right. I don't have the same. It's not the same situation like it was when I was in school. If I had a vehicle on campus, my parents definitely got that car for me. And so if I do something stupid in that vehicle, they could just come get the car back and be like, nah, you're not driving no more. If you're going to get in trouble, you're going to walk to it. <laughs> right? Like you, you. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's, oh, go ahead. No, nah, I'm just saying it's just, it's a crazy situation because like the limitations are just different for these young men now. Yeah, man. And I mean, this, I'm trying to put myself into a young black male basketball player. Freshman, right? 18 years old. You know, they're talking about going to NBA draft, all that stuff. You're you're famous. You have money. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows you have money. Uh, Bama isn't the richest place, you know what I'm saying, in the country. So having a player having a gun while... Mm -hmm. I would never want my child to have one. I kind of understand having some type of form of protection. You know what I'm saying? Especially, hell, Texas, everybody got one. So I understand having that security. So having a friend that owns one, and I'm assuming that it's owned legally. Um, yeah. I mean, Darius Miles, I think, is 21, 22 years old. Right? He's older. So Yeah. So if he owns it legally and he has it on him, I mean... Yeah, I don't see it as a big character issue to have one right. or to be friends with someone that has one. Right. Now, being with somebody, sometimes you don't know how stupid your friend is until you see that he gives his gives a gun to somebody else to do something. That's where you realize. Like, this is this is where it, it becomes a problem, right? It's one thirty in the morning, and they're leaving out of a club, clearly intoxicated, right? Like they clearly been drinking a little bit. I don't know a scenario in which it makes a ton of sense to get a text message from a friend saying, I need my gun at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. And you think... bring it to them. Right. And you think, oh, nothing's going to happen with that. Not come back and get me, right? Not like, hey, we ready to go, come get me. He said, I need my gun. And it's 1.30 in the morning. Bruh, no, we're going home. I'm not... I'm not bringing you a gun at 1.30. There's there's no good thing that can come from this at 1.30 in the morning out on the, the, the Tuscaloosa Strip. We're not going to the woods somewhere to go shoot at targets and be stupid. That's the part of this I struggle the absolute most with is that what did you think was going to happen at 1.30 in the morning? I just, I, I, I don't know. I think I think the problem here is... I mean, I mean, you you had a loss of life. Yeah, it was associated with your program, mm-hmm. you, you big time, right? You had several of your players included in it. Three, yeah, yeah, three. You 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 have a squad of twelve normally, right? So so twenty five percent of your scholarship guys are involved in this on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, early morning, and they tried to sweep it under the rug as best they could that Brandon Miller was in in no way associated with this. Cause this is the first time we've heard, right. That Brandon Miller was even involved in this. It's right. So his name came up in it, but they basically were trying to make it seem like he just happened to be there. Right. So what Mm. I'm saying is like, this is the first time where we've actually put pen to paper and, and we, we have him associated with this and I understand winning man. And this kid's good. Like I said, yes, 41. He's really, he's really good. The same time, man, you, you, if you're Alabama, you can't – it's weird. If you would have sat him last night against South Carolina, you're admitting guilt even though you're, you're, yep. you're saying that it's he's too late not at this involved. Point. Yep. Right. So it's way too late at this point. So what – I don't know what they do now. Like you can't yeah. – you, you can't suspend them. You've already gone – like, you're too far down the road of, hey, we're backing him 100%, and this is our team, and this is our coach, and our coach is going to lead us there. And 
I'm just wondering if they were 10 and 17 mm-hmm. in the SEC and not second in the nation. Right. Would the coach have been suspended? Player been suspended? Everything been done the right way? But is it because of winning? Right. Now this is trying to keep you know the next KD on the on the court type deal. Yeah, I, to me yeah. it stinks of that, and I and and this is the the my biggest thing again about the way this was handled. It, it feels like a situation where you could have avoided a lot of this by just suspending them after the incident happened and just say, hey. Even if you didn't legally do anything wrong, you shouldn't have been out at 1.30 in the morning at the club, bro. Like you just let's 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 keep it a buck. You I don't know that they give those guys a curfew. They should. You should have some sort of curfew during the well, season. Well, I mean, you, you saw what NATO said we don't know what these guys do after practice. What? Hold on, what? That's yeah. you don't, you, that's the that's the ultimate like it ain't got nothing. It ain't on and, me. And that's <laughs> that's why I have the biggest problem with Nate Oates in this whole situation. He's basically like I mean, they're kids. They're going to do stuff. Yeah, but like, bro, if again, if this is my son, I sent him down there under your care. You're supposed to be the guy watching out for my kid. What do you mean? I don't, well, I don't know what he, they do when they're not at practice. What's the, is there a time that you want them to be back wherever they're supposed to be, right? Because again, we're in a different day and age. Everybody's not staying on campus in dorms anymore. Right. Like they don't have a place where they got to come check in and everybody's supposed to be in this space. So how do you regulate that now when these kids live off campus in their own apartments and they got their own car and they're doing all this? Like, I understand the the place where NATO's is like, well, I can't control everything that they do. You can't. But do you at any point in time take responsibility and say, you know what? We, We we failed this young man these young men in this scenario. I haven't heard no. NATO say that yet. He's not going to do that because now you're risking your job. You're well, I think risking, he's risking his job by not handling it right. I, I, it depends if he's told by the, like, the administration to be like, hey, look, this is on the kids type thing. Yeah. Are you going to die on that hill for these kids? If so, go ahead. But if not, you need to take a step back and just be like, you know, let them be responsible. They're men, NIL, blah, blah, blah. And that's the, you have to make a choice. And that's one that you take the integrity or you take sometimes the, the check in your, in your career. And it's, it's a fallout either way. Yeah. I mean, I guess my point is that it is a fallout either way. What ends up yeah. happening at the end of this? What, what, like, like let, let's sit here right now. Is there any okay? Let me ask these questions. I guess we'll we'll do it this way. Is there any way that Nate Oates or Brandon Miller are suspended for the rest of the year? No, uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, the the only thing that will the only thing that will get Brandon Miller in trouble is if it is determined because there is portions of the testimony that suggest that both he and Jaden Bradley use their vehicle to barricade or block the other people from being able to leave the scene of the incident. Which would make sense is his car got shot, right? Yeah. So so if there's if there's any veracity to that claim, then he is 100% done, right? Um now the statement they released from through uh, Brandon Miller's lawyer suggests that that's not true. His car was just ha- again happened to be parked there but it wasn't with that intent. And that's what they're saying. They can't prove the intent of that, right? But, um, and and I don't know that there is a way to prove the intent of that. So I, uh, let me be honest, I hope it's not true. I don't want to see this young man's life being ruined over this situation where he was, somebody else was in his car with a gun who was being negligent with that gun, passing it to someone else who eventually killed someone. Like that's a, that's a large chain of events that leads to my life being ruined yeah. over a dumb decision to go pick up my teammate from a bar. Um, but the kind of, again, to, to the point of does Nate Oates have to fall on the sword here? I don't know. I don't think he handled it right, man. And it's, it, it, it's possible that with the statement that came from the athletic director about, well, there is new information that we just found out recently about the situation. So apparently he wasn't abreast of all the details that came out recently that they could possibly say, hey, Nate, you're going to have to you have to eat this one, bro. How do you I don't know. 
The athletic department in most of these cities, right? Athens, Tuscaloosa, Auburn, Gainesville, they're, like you said, they're pretty knowledgeable, pretty abreast about what goes on with right. the players. They know what's going on. Uh, for them to say, we got new information today. Right. It just, that feels bad for Dave. Yeah. To my like you, you can't just come out and say, yeah, we just learned about this today. And so did ESPN. And so did, you know, everybody else. We, we saw it on Twitter the same time y'all did. Holy shit. This is crazy. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. no, you, no. you, you had a one-on-one with Brandon. You had a one-on-one mm-hmm. with all them boys and said, Hey, what happened? You were right. there. Your, your right. car literally has bullet holes in it. Right. We got to get that fixed. We take it to the Jeep dealership where, you know, you got it for NIL. They'll fix you up. But what happened? And then you're going to tell me you just became, you know, right. knowledge. Tell us now so we can, right. we can get ahead of it type thing. No, yeah. What's interesting about this is they're very aware of the PR hit that this is happening or they're taking here. The social media. So after every game, after every win for Bama, they have a hard hat player of the game or something. So they give them these hard hats that they have. Right. And they give it to the the guy who Brandon Miller in a game where Bama scored, I think, 74, 76 points, something like that, scored 41. He wasn't the hard hat player of the game. <laughs> The social media team, when putting out clips every game, they're throwing out random highlights during the game of what happened. Were there none of Brandon? Such and such was a. There's not a single highlight that includes Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller hit the shot that sent it to overtime and hit the shot that was the eventual game winner. No video clips of Brandon Miller anywhere. The score graphic that they tweet out after at the end of every game does not have Brandon Miller pictured on it. They Why did they everything that, that they could from a social media standpoint to not include him in any of that. So, that's almost just that's almost like you're admitting guilt almost. Like that's that's it, why I it, say look, this man, has been handled look, terribly. Look, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go down that road where we're back, if you ride with him, ride with him the whole ride way. with him. He had 41 right. last night, hell of a game, put him up there. I mean, you know, hit the game winner. Like we're riding I, with him. I didn't check any of the post-game pressers. After every win, I listen. I Paul, you attend post game pressures. You know how this goes. When the team wins, you don't you don't go to the basketball pressures. It's a little different for basketball. With basketball pressures, nine guys, times out right? of ten, if you win, right. if you lose, it's usually only the coach. They usually don't send any players out there if it's a loss, yeah. right? But when you win, you usually get two players and the coach. I didn't check to see if they send any players to a presser after this game. But it'd be interesting to find out whether they did, and if they didn't send Brandon Miller. Well, again, no, Brandon Miller did not show up. I know that. Yeah, he didn't. Show but up. if they sent any players, how do you not send a dude that scored forty because you're trying to insulate him from the situation? Absolutely. Do Do they think it's going to blow over? I think they're hoping it will. I don't know how a young woman dies and this blows over because you're in the midst of a murder murder trial right now. Well, that and the fact that. I mean, they're probably a one seed. Uh, yes, you know they're, they're the number two team in the country. Yeah. They're definitely a one yeah. seed at this point. Like they're probably yeah. They're ninety percent. There's not much that they can do between now and the end of the season to right. change it. They have probably got three games left so, in the SEC tournament, which won't change the seeding at all. So they will be a pinpoint of one of these divisions, one of these four. I mean, the, the, they will be the team, and, and they're going to be somewhere where it's not going to be local media covering. Correct. And also, you could see last night against South Carolina. South Carolina is not a good team. They're they're not. They're not a good team. They struggle with South Carolina. You can tell this is weighing heavy on the team. I mean, this is one of those, they might might win their like 16 matchup because nobody loses to them. But like that 8-9 team, whoever they play, might just kick them to the curb. And then, yeah. and then everything happens. And that's going to be bad. And that's going to be bad on the coach because if they do flounder, then the administration will be like, hey, we had this. And, you know, after thinking about it more carefully, he didn't handle it the best way he should have. And we're going to go ahead and do, like, it's an easy scapegoat for him to get rid of him. Because how are you going to recruit a kid when <laughs> you come to my house? So you don't 
care where my son is when he's not that's, in the facility. Again, that's where I'm at with it. That's <laughs> I, I'm thinking like a parent. And I'm like, I trusted you with my son. And you're telling me, well, I just don't, you know, I can't control what they, what? After after five o'clock when they leave practice, I mean, it, it kind of, they don't know. see him again till nine in the morning, next morning, you know? I, I just don't I, don't, I don't, I don't know if I could get with that because you can't tell me the recruiting job you did with them is, hey, man, you're going to send your son down here with me. I'm going to pretty much let him do what he wants to do off, off the court, though. And if he gets into trouble, eh, you know, wrong place, wrong time. Un- it's unfortunate because <laughs> he's a good kid. That ain't that's not what I want to hear from my coach, bro. It's not. No. And again, I'm not I'm not saying Nate Oates is responsible for the actions of his players. I'm saying Nate Oates is responsible for how he conducts himself after those actions and taking responsibility for, hey, we need to Brandon. I I, I don't actually think you did anything wrong, right? You were there, you were just trying to da-da-da. I get all of that, but you gotta sit a couple games, man. We we because Things that you did led to this, and and we've got to own up to that responsibility, man. You need maybe you need some time. Let's, look, let's one, take some time away from basketball. Once you sit him, Ike. Once you sit him, you're admitting guilt. They're not going down that road, bro. Well, I'm saying they should have done no, this. I mean, this happened in January, oh, bro. Yeah, they should have yeah, done it in the wake then. of the I'm, But I'm saying now you can't. Oh, now they can't, can't do anything. No. I'm saying that should have happened the oh, yeah. night you oh, yeah. you found out this stuff. Brandon Miller should not have played that next game. Oh, yeah. And, and so I, this, I, I, this other kid, this Jake Bradley kid. Jaden Bradley. Jaden Bradley. Is he yeah. is he playing? Yes. No, but the, Darius Miles is the only, because Darius Miles actually got arrested. He's the only person. He got kicked off the team, of course, because he's in jail. But nobody else got any consequences. Oh yeah, this Jaden Bradley kid uh, played thirty five minutes last uh, against. He's like USC. one of the. He, he's another one of their super freshmen that's on this team Ooh. that is like, like a five star recruit. Yeah, I mean from like, Rochester, New York. Yeah. Yeah, he's a baller. Duke a ball. Mm. He's not as, as as big name as as Brandon Miller, but he's a baller certified. There's a way to do it and get and have it addressed. You sit them for like a game or two and be like, look, I'm sitting. They're sitting because while they haven't been charged criminally with anything or they haven't been found as a suspect, their actions were, um, right. you know, irresponsible. They yeah. was a little immature. They shouldn't have even been in that situation. One hundred percent. And something like that. You know, our players shouldn't even be in a situation like that. So we're going to make sure they sit a game or two just so they can, you know, get some type of understand the severity and, of what happened in this situation. That and it, and it would be done the day after. But to your point, Paul, now you can't do anything because now you're. It's looking like the only reason there's ramifications is because the public outcry. Yeah, because 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 you got caught trying to super you under the rug. yourself, Nate Oates. And whomever else made the decision from that athletic department have backed themselves into this corner of we can't do it. We tied our own hands because they refused to act then. And and it's, it's blowing up in their face, man. Again, and it's unfortunate because, I, and I'll say this again, I don't think that Brandon Miller legally did anything wrong unless it's proven that his car actually was intended to be there as some sort of barricade. So, you, right? so hold on, hold on. You don't think, let me just get it clear. You don't think... Him come legally, back to the- legally. Now, morally, that's a whole different story. Legally, I don't think he does. So, so uh, yeah, I'm going legally too. You don't think okay. aiding and abetting when your buddy texts you, "Hey, I need my gun," you bring it back, to, you bring it to him. So, if you don't know what it's for, then so here, here, here here's the thing. Not. So, I have had the illustrious privilege in my life of having to be on a jury, right? Hmm. And uh, it's it's uh it's interesting. Have you guys ever been on a jury? Nah. No, but I want to so bad. No, you, so when you have warrants, they don't let they don't let you run that stuff. Oh, see, I okay. <laughs> no, okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm a standing <laughs> don't, citizen. Don't know about your life like that, man. <laughs> but no, nah, um, when we when so I say that to say I've sat on a jury before, and what I do know, and I'm not trying to pretend as if I've got some like legal expertise just because I sat on a jury, but what I do know is the burden of proof necessary is super high to bring charges against somebody. And what I do know is that district attorneys don't like losing. Yeah. From all of the facts that I've heard from this case, if I were sitting on that jury, I couldn't convict Brandon Miller of anything other than, well, I mean, I guess in theory, 
he could have been doing that. But you don't know for sure because here's a couple of facts. The length of time between when the text message happened and when the incident occurred was about 10 to 12 minutes, right? So what you'd have to assume is that one of two things. Brandon Miller knew exactly what was going down and he was sitting there watching it all happen because he was close by the strip already, right? He was already on his way back over there. He never, he, this is what they claim. He never even saw the gun in the backseat. He didn't know anything other than I'm going to pick my friend back up, my teammate back up from the thing. Mm. So he might not have even seen the text message that said, Hey, I need my weapon. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Again, you could, you, in theory, you could assume all of these things because there's no way you could prove he knew this. Um, and then you, you get to the point of like, he never touched the weapon. He wasn't the one that fired the weapon. He just was there when the incident occurred. So again, legally, he didn't actually do anything. The, the closest you can get is had he not brought that weapon back over there, it's not present at the scene of the incident. But that's not proving intent. And the intent is the biggest part of the legality portion of this. You have to prove that there was intent on his part to aid in the commission of a crime. And you can't prove that intent. You can assume it, but you can't prove it. So it's really Mm. hard to meet that burden of proof necessary. So I find it difficult to say he deserves legal something. Now, the family probably is going to sue the pants off this young man because they know he's going to be a millionaire like four months. Yeah. Uh, So there might be a civil case that comes as a result of this. But from a criminal side, I don't know that anything's going to happen in that. And and again, it's difficult to prove any of that stuff. Um, Jaden Bradley, on the other hand, is a little, I think he's in a little hairier situation. Again, they're not talking about it. But from what I understand, he was in a second vehicle, got out of that vehicle and was a, was there in the midst of the verbal altercation that took place that escalated into the shooting. And so he, on the other hand, you knew something was about to go down. You were right there. But, but again, my my problem with Brandon Miller in this entire situation is way too early in the morning. Somebody texts you, bring you a gun. That ain't smart, bro. (laughs) There's no, there like if, if if one of y'all, Right, like neither of y'all live in driving distance from me. I mean, closest is Atlanta, but like, let's say I was in Atlanta. Paul is out turning up. Woo woo. And, you know, like, so we'll, we'll replay the scenario boy. how it happened. I, I came <laughs> and I scoop up Paul and I'm like, hey, Paul, I'm in town, man. We finna go do XYZ. Paul's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We finna go to wherever. You know, we finna go Magic to Magic City. City. We're going to Magic City and we're gonna turn up real quick, man. Paul, I'm taking you out for your birthday. Cool. And I get to Magic City. And I pull up and I'm like, yo, this line is stupid long. I am not sending this line. Paul's like, F that, I'm going in. I'll holler at you later, man. Just come slide back through and pick me up. Yep. Right? Yep, yep. So I drive off and I go to a bar somewhere else in the area and I'm chilling. Paul sends me a text message and he's like, hey, I, hey man, I'm done. But it's this dude out here talking crazy. <laughs> I'm going to need my little something in the back seat when you get back through here. And I slide back over there. And, you know, and just because I'm like, maybe I never saw the text message, but I ride back over there and Paul's like, hey, man, this dude talking crazy right now. I'm like, hey, Paul, man, just get in the car, bro. Nah, 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 I'm finna handle this real quick. Paul, man, come on, dude, let's just, let's just go, man. You know, I mean, you already over here at the car. Like, why are you even going back over there to talk to this dude? Let's just pounce. And and Paul is insistent. He's going to go in the backseat and get his gun that he left in my car. I'm like, man, you know what? It's been a good night, Paul, man. I'm going to uh, holler at you, bro. I'm gone. <laughs> There's literally no way I'm staying in a place where Paul, intoxicated, has gotten into an argument with someone and retrieved a weapon from my vehicle. I'm out. Yep. I will holler at y'all at practice tomorrow, bro. Yep. Hope I, Peace. I'm, hope I see you. I'm not going to lie. Hope I see I'm, you there. Eh. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I... If my friend called me, right, and I'm talking about these are my boys. Yeah. And he calls me, he was like, yo, man, there's something going crazy around here. I need you to come back and uh, hand me my, I need my thing out the car. Mm-hmm. Now, I might be like, yo, like, what the hell? But clearly, it's a situation. So, I'm going to get over there and be like, yo, what's the situation going on? Now, 
once I'm there, I may assess be like, yo, let's just go. Right. Or if it's some, if he's like, no, nah, it's not for me, it's for somebody else. Hey, I I can see how I get, that gets passed. Is it a lack of judgment? A hundred percent. Yeah. But I see how it can happen. I, I, I definitely see how that whole like, scenario plays out. But again, if we're to the point where we're rationalizing with someone else, you throw that I didn't know what was going to happen situation all out the window. Yeah. Right? Like you have to know at 1.30 in the morning the dude's asking for a gun. Something bad is about to go down. He's not asking you to come help you fight. Like we finna go beat this. That's di- If Paul is like, man, is this dude over here talking crazy, bro? Like, man, I need you to come back me up. Bet. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Right. Now, I don't know what this dude got on him. Right. But hey, listen, I might be holding some. So if it has to go there, we could go that. But I'm not going to give you a gun and say, "I right, cool, man." You know what I'm saying? Go handle your business. I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be right here waiting for you. No, sir. Yeah. That's not. That's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. We're not doing that. But like, we gotta fight somebody. All right, cool. You know, I'm a, with my boy. Nothing to get let my boy get beat up. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna let him handle his little situation one on one. I'm make sure ain't nobody else jumping in. Right. But, yeah, but you call me, you call me for the peace. Yeah, I'm man. just like, bro, like, but, and, and that, that's what's crazy. That. Like, Darius Miles and the dude are trying to claim self defense in this whole situation. And I'm like, what, nah. bro? That's clear intent. You called somebody to bring a gun. You're done. You're done. Yeah. You knew what you was gonna do. You're done. Yeah, that that kid, that guy that called for the weapon. Yeah, you are the one who put the whole situation into motion. Yeah. At the end of the day, your your actions led up to this happening. Because if you didn't bring that, it wouldn't have been used. And if that's where I'm like, it. too. I'm like, bro, you knew you was going to party on the strip down in Tuscaloosa. Why did you even have a gun in the car with you? Like, why didn't you leave it at your dorm or apartment or wherever it was? Like, you was going to hang out on the strip. You couldn't take the gun with you. Clearly, you left it in the car. So that's why so did you even bro. bring it? What was the point of even having the gun with you in the car? You thought she was going to get into a shootout on the way to the club? Like, I just, I don't even understand. Like, well, I just always have my gun on me, bro. Like, my dude, hey, you man. going to the strip in Tuscaloosa? Right, now. Right, 18, right. When you 18, 19, and, and you got it. So that's the thing. When you got it and you ain't got to, you know, you can move how you want to move. Yeah, that you you get that kind of like that super Superman complex. Yeah, to where like, yo, nothing nothing gonna happen to me. Yeah, they found they kryptonite that, that night. Is all I'm saying, bro. Like a complex don't 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 serve you no good when something crazy like this goes down, man. So I don't know. Um, but again, I, I'm not trying to demonize the University of Alabama because literally stuff like this happens all over the country, man. We were talking about um, the kids at um, Texas A&M that got into their whole. Uh, racing situation the uh, the kids at georgia that got into the situation where they were racing and a, a you know young man lost his life that night in a car accident these kids they've got money they've got time and they don't know what to do with themselves and i can't That's hold the is. coach responsible for the actions of all their play especially in the football a football team Way different situation. It's way more kids. Yeah. That you got to figure right. out how to keep a lot of assistance. You have a lot of grad people. You have a lot of door knockers. Like you have guys like that. And I mean, basketball does too. But if your coach, when he comes out and says, hey, man, what they do on their time is on their time. You already know they're not on no, they're not on no thing as far yeah. as keeping these kids in check. Yeah, I, I, there there is an accountability issue that happens there, but I, I just feel like we're in a place right now because of the access these young men have to really whatever they want. It is, I, I don't. It it's a very difficult job to be a head coach for a collegiate for for a powerful program like these schools because those kids are getting crazy money and. They don't even. I don't. I don't know if half of these kids can spell good judgment. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, what do you what do you say to a kid? Like, before your coach could control you, hey man, if you don't play, this can mess up your future. You want your money, blah blah blah. But you telling the kid who's making he got it. He got money. Now. He came in the door. He's like, what do you mean? I'm good. Yeah. 
I'm good. But you mean he, he came? He came in the door with bread because that's how the recruiting situation happened. He knew he was going to get an NIL deal, and first day in the door, spring practice, first practice, his first NIL check already hit. Yeah. You can't tell me nothing. And, can't tell me nothing at that point. And, and when you're the dog on the team, like it's not like you're playing for UGA football where everybody is a dog. So if you lose your spot, you can lose your spot. Most of these teams, yeah, that that one or two player know that. Hey man, I could do whatever I want. I can go nuts. And what you gonna do? Sit me? What you, what you gonna do? Sit me and lose your job? Right. Yeah, right. You get a year or two right. at the most. I'll be here longer than you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's crazy, man. Like I said, I don't envy the job that these guys have. Um, I think that you, you know what might be as we're having this conversation might be an unintended consequence of all this. What's that? Is restructuring of coaching contracts, right? Because and and I say that to say that coaches now are assuming a much bigger risk, so they're going to try to have way more guarantees because it's like yo if. If if I'm gonna have to deal with all this craziness with these kids and these entitlements, you gonna need to bump my salary a little bit, or you are gonna need to guarantee my money, you know, at a different. Because like I'm not running up a b- behind a bunch of, you know, kids making a hundred thousand dollars a year at eighteen with absolutely no moral compass attached to it, and then you're gonna want to fire me because they're wilding out. No, nah, you are gonna have to. I, I need a, I need another five hundred k on this contract. And but isn't, your, but isn't it your job to recruit the right players? It is your job to recruit the right players. Mm-hmm. But here's the other problem. If if so-and-so on the other side of the conference doesn't have the same kind of moral compass you do around this, they're going to recruit all those players. And now you're going to look at me crazy because I can't out-recruit them. Yeah, I see that. Hey, can, you can be a, a great character coach with three stars and four stars. Yeah. Or be a coach who kind of lets their guys go a little wild. But you got some natties to show for it. Look at Urban Meyer and them 06, 08. That, that documentary coming out, all the felonies and the players and the fights and drugs. And, okay, yeah, but what would you get out of that? You got two natties, one of the greatest players of all time, electrifying. That, that, that Florida <laughs> team is part of the lore of Urban Meyer, where every time there's a coaching search that hops up, Urban Meyer's still getting mentioned in coaching search. Urban Meyer hasn't coached a good college team in over a decade, he was terrible in the pros, and people still want him to come coach their programs, all because he was a little morally questionable and let some stuff slide. Yeah, and yeah. paid dividends on the field though. It's hard, man. And so, as I'm saying, like as a coach, you you're volunteering for these situations. So now I have to make a decision between: Am I going to be a little morally questionable so that I can get a couple of dogs in here on my program? Or am I going to stick to my guns and try to fight for like the five kids who are really talented but don't care nothing about this? That's hard. That's a hard position to be in as a coach. So it's like, yeah, I'm, if you want me to put up with this foolishness, I need a little more bread about you. Mm-hmm. Or I can stay down here at uh, name a, a group of five program who couldn't get that five star due anyway. And, and and I'll just fight it out for the three star kids that are still hungry. Yeah, make a little bit less money, have a few less headaches, a lot less headaches in this case. Yeah, man. I mean, because like th- think about guys like Brian Harson and Billy Napier, who made the jump from a group of five to power five right as this stuff was changing. You think that they knew what kind of stuff they were getting into? Mm, it's already a harder job. Right. It's already a harder job to be at an SEC school. And then you compound the difficulty of that with all of this. They probably are like, yo, what in the world did I just sign up for? This is or like, or you don't take that job without being like, yo, there's no way you guys are not going to give me three, four years to do this. There's no way. That's what I'm saying. They're going to have to put some sort of guarantees in the contract. Like you're not firing me after two years, uh, which, you know, they, they have these show calls clauses and all their stuff but like you're not wins and losses ain't gonna be the reason you're getting rid of me after two years bro you're this we're gonna have to have some sort of guarantees on this contract exactly but that's exactly. i mean it's basically that's what a lot of the buyouts are it's like hey yeah we can get rid of you but you still gotta pay me you know whatever's left on the contract but it still looks bad on your resume to go somewhere and get fired yeah. after two years 
So it's, it's, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I feel bad for the coaches. I don't feel bad for Nate Oates, though. I'm sorry, Nate. I don't. If you're listening to this, <laughs> you probably aren't listening to this. You probably are tired of hearing people pontificate on the, this, the bad decisions you've made over the last month. But I don't feel bad for him because I feel like he handled this in a very terrible way. Yep. Mm. Anyway, um, enough of that. And listen, y'all, y'all got any final words on that whole situation, man? I'm good. Nah. Hey, man. More All power right. to him. <laughs> well, we're going to get out of here, man. Uh, let's start with my guy, Paul, man. Paul, tell the people where they can find more information about what you got going ben, on. Check me out at uh, P. Meharry on the old Twitter. And then check me out at UJSports.com. If you're in the Atlanta area, I'll be on TV uh, Sunday night. Uh-oh. 11 Alive, doing a little sports. So uh, check me out on there. And uh, Kenny, where, where are they going to check you out at, bro? Man, you know, uh, Twitter. T two T underscore KB two. I'm talking nonsense all the time. Uh, talking Gators all the time. Just general college football. And uh, our other show Saturdays, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Toe to toe sports on Facebook, IG, uh, not IG, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. For sure, for sure. And I am your guy Ike Jones. T W R Ike Jones on Twitter. With the War Report, all things Auburn, man. We are on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at the War Report. Y'all can check us out. Um, we got a lot to talk about coming up here with uh, spring football starting. By the next time we talk to y'all, spring camps will have started all over the SEC, and we will definitely be getting into that as well as, I believe, the Combine is coming up. The NFL Combine, is that? am I, am I wrong with that? Yes, sir. It's coming up. I don't know what date. Let me see. You know, you know, I'm the Google man. Let's see. Not the NFL comeback player of the year. NFL combine. What was the comeback player of the year? It doesn't say. Okay, who cares? Gino. Monday, March 6th. Okay, so now we got a little bit of time before we get into that. All right, man. Well, we are out of here, man. Y'all make sure y'all stay locked in right here with the Amen Corner. We'll holler at y'all next time. Peace.